You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down at the Bedford studio today with Juan Baredes from Limitless Apparel. Um, seen a lot of you know photography out there, a lot of influencers, and you guys doing a great campaign with you know guys and girls wearing all your fitness clothing. It looks really cool. That's kind of how I first came about it, and then I recently started probably in the last year or so getting back into the gym start seeing a lot more of it um i go to the strength factory so whitney and tyler down there see some of the guys down there using you know your your apparel which i mean it's not easy to start an apparel brand right which i'm sure we'll get into um but mate yeah really appreciate you coming down to the studio to to share some stories um i mean yeah tell us a little bit about yourself where you born and raised uh i was born in uh salaya guanajuato it's in mexico Mm -hmm. um I was uh, I was pretty much raised by my grandmother until I was about nine years old. Yeah, and then I came up here. My dad was already up here, and I came. Uh, he brought me up here when I was pretty much nine, and then. But I just, you know, I've been here pretty much ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to be uh, thirty-eight. Okay. Uh, on the twenty-second of yeah. this month. So. So almost thirty years of being in Oklahoma. Yeah. Seen a lot of change then. Oh, a lot. Yeah. So and. Kind of looking forward to see what else changes. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, I've been here like ten years in August. So, years. Um, yeah, not as long as you, but definitely seen a bit of change. Where are you from? Wales originally. Okay. So in the UK. So yeah, I've been here. I came out to play golf in college, and I ended up staying after school. So love it here. So awesome. Um, so when you came here, uh, where'd you go to high school and school and stuff like that? Uh, when I first came here, <clears throat> I went to uh, uh, Star Spencer, mm-hmm. um, but at the elementary and then um i was uh, kind of getting into i guess my dad thought i was getting into a lot of trouble yeah so <clears throat> we were going to a church at the time um and they had a like a little uh so my junior high and high school i went to uh, just a little private church school mm-hmm. that had um from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade uh the most kids that we had was like was i think while I was there, was like 34 kids. Yeah. So it was just basically just the people from church. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a, you know, a positive and a negative side sure. to it, I guess. You yeah, know, it yeah. did kind of keep me out of trouble. It kind of, I mean, a lot of who I am, I mean, part of who I am kind of like was, you know, yeah. going to that church. But at the same time, I do feel like I lost out on a lot of, uh, you know, High school, right? Of course, you know, just yeah, school yeah, yeah. experiences. No, I totally get it because, like, I didn't have a huge high school class, but it was big enough—not big in American standards. But I think I had like 300 people in my class, yeah. which was a lot, right? But when you go to like having you know 30 to 50 people in a class, and like, yeah, you have that kind of intimate experience with all your classmates. You know, absolutely everybody, but then you miss that kind of big school feel, don't you? Yeah. Like, there's this kind of—I guess you don't 
you probably grow, but you don't grow as much because you're not in a bigger, you know, your self-confidence is, is great, but it's when you go into a bigger group after oh, that, yeah. you don't have that, right? I mean, I definitely felt that once I was out of school and just the social part mm-hmm. of it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But I mean, a lot of us that went to school together were, you know, we may not see each other for years, but we pick up, right, you know, yeah, right yeah, yeah. we left off. We were just, you know, Super we just kind of have a bond, you know, just, right. you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so growing up, um, are you big into sports growing up? You know, coming from Mexico, is that, I mean, you're a huge football fan, soccer fan. I, I actually wasn't. Like, no? I mean, we, j- we played, we didn't really play sports. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, when I was, especially, you know, when I was in Mexico, yeah. um, we just, grandma um, would basically, like, when we didn't have school, we'd just get up and she would feed us uh, same breakfast every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, which is like hot chocolate and uh, a pan, which is like a like a pastry bread. Yeah, type. yeah, sure. And we ate that every day. And then we just, she just kind of, we just went off and played. Yeah. And we would just come back when it's time to eat. But it was never really about sports. We just kind of, I don't know, we just. Totally free, running uh, around, having totally a great free time. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at that time, there was really, you know, not much. It was pretty safe around our town. Gotcha. But I mean. I, I, I definitely do believe, I mean, for me, it's just my, probably my best childhood moments were when I was still in Mexico, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't know, like, I mean, that we were kind of living poor until mm-hmm. I came over here, and, you know, just saw, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. even, especially now when I look back, I'm like, you know, those are probably my happiest moments, but I had no idea. Yeah. My grandmother definitely installed, and she was raising five of us grandchildren at the time. Yeah. Uh, she had 12 kids of her own, and she, until she passed away when she was like 73, she always had grandchildren. She was raising grandchildren. Yeah. She had, a, I think, an eight-month-old and a two-year-old and like a five- or six-year-old at the time that she passed away. But yeah. she was raising five of us at the time. And um, so, I mean, definitely she... There's very uh, yeah about <clears throat> just family and ce- celebrating life. Yeah, and I mean that's all. That's a lot of my culture. I feel like you know. Sure. And so, you know, we didn't really have much, but you know, we really are definitely our imagination. Yeah, you know, yeah Just yeah, playing yeah. around and whatever. And like super self fulfilling by hanging out with family and like you're really joyful, right? You know, yeah. like and that's one of the things like you know you you travel to places or you you know you go back home and you see like okay like if you come from the states or you come from the UK in the like in the in the sense that like your average American or, or guy from the UK would be like oh these people have nothing but they are the happiest people yeah. in the world and he just like why and what makes it right and you know it's no stress no worries like you just kind of you just live in life and having a great time running around with your friends and you know come back when it's time to eat or come back when it's, when it's dark and yeah i mean you know I, like i said I'm, i just turned 30 so i grew up in the 90s where growing out you go out with a football or a rugby ball and you know mum would be like okay when when the street lights come on it's dark you need to come home and you would yeah. right there's no cell phones yeah. no social media no we, i do miss that yeah i we, can see how that's a good memory for you i mean back whenever i was still, when i was young we only had one phone and that was at the mm. post office Damn. so like if my dad was to call my grandmother uh she would basically he would basically call the post office and say hey can you tell my mom send mm-hmm. her a message that i'm going to call her on and this day at this time yeah. and then you know it might mm-hmm. be a week away or whatever then right. somebody will go 
give her a message and mm -hmm. she'll be there that next week, you know, at yeah. that particular time. And that's how we basically, you know, we only had one phone. And, right. And, but I mean, now, I mean, pretty much a, a lot of, when I go back, a lot of, um, I haven't gone in eight years, uh -huh. but I plan on going back uh, probably next month or two. Sure. Um, but I don't know, a lot of times, um, I don't even know where I was going to go with that. Um, I don't know. I do feel like back back over there, um, times were just not like the kids over there. Whenever I go back now, mm -hmm. it's a lot about basically how it is over here. Okay, so I, I definitely the culture has definitely changed a lot from yeah the way it was back then. I, I've just it's I don't feel like it's as safe as mm -hmm. it used, used to be. Um, but everybody has a phone now. Everybody yeah. has basically internet. Everybody at that time, hardly anybody had a car. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people rode their bikes. I or took the bus everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, whenever I go back, I, I like just walking and taking the bus. I like just to feel how it was back whenever yeah, I was yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, you get that, that, that nostalgia, right? And that feeling yeah. of like, okay, like, and it's always like, you know, when I, same feeling I get when I go back to my hometown and I walk around, or I go back to the places I used to run around and play as a kid. They were massive when you were a kid, right? This place was like a park, felt so yeah. big. When you yeah. go back there when you're an adult, you're like, this place isn't big at all. It's like no. a couple acres maybe. Yeah. But when you're a kid, it's your entire world and playground, which is, I'm sure it's awesome. I'm sure you'll have a great time when you do go back and, and see everybody. Um, so so you're here, you're going to school. Uh, you know, when, do you, when you're in high school, do you go to university or do you start working? Like, what is life like when you're in high school? I actually wasn't very like, good mm -hmm. in school to be honest um i pretty much walked out of school when i was 11th grade yeah um they um so when i came here uh i, I didn't know any english so i struggled a lot mm -hmm. i actually my my parents my well my dad and my stepmom at the time that held me back twice in third grade yeah. Just because I still didn't know enough, I came I, I came here like in January, and I went straight into third grade. And yeah. of course, by the end of the year, right. the, the school passed me. But I'm like, I didn't even know any, you know. Yeah. So they held me back, and then the next year, following year, they held me back again. So I was always like, kind of like, I was for a while, I was two grades behind. And then when I entered into the the church school, mm -hmm. um, I ended up skipping seventh grade. And then my dad was pretty much always installed in me to pretty much how to work. Yeah. I mean, any break after school, if I had the time or any, you know, spring break, summer, I always went to work with him. Mm -hmm. So, and he only has a third grade education. He's been working since he was nine years old. My yeah. grandparents pulled him out of school uh, when he was nine and he had to start working. And, you know, and yeah. which a lot of his siblings did too. So, you know, my dad, Education was important, but I don't think, but definitely all he knew was how to work. So right. it definitely installed that in, into me. Yeah. And then, but when I was uh, in 11th grade, they told us that they were going to close down the school. Sure. Uh, that was going to be the last year. And then, so I just, two weeks before school ended, I just, I just, yeah. I just like, well, what's the point? Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. quit. And I, later down the years, I ended up getting my GED, but I just went straight to work. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was working for uh, my dad at the time. He was working for a 
used to be a Garner Street Service. Okay. So he's been doing that for almost, you know, 25 yeah. plus years. And so, but um, that's basically how I started working. Sure. And then, I mean, so school wasn't really, I was never really the best at it. Yeah. To be honest. But, I mean, I totally get it because, you know, with hard work that your dad's installed in you and and a lot of people don't get this right especially if they grew up here like we didn't grow up here we know what it's like back home we know how much opportunity is in this country if yeah. you work hard and you know with everything that goes on in the world and politics or whatever and and people who are here and i tell this to everybody who will listen it's like you don't understand the opportunity that there is here like ask any immigrant if they if whoever's in comes into power next and they don't like and they're not going to leave the country because of it because this country is so much opportunity and potential right if going back to what your dad said if you work hard and i don't think there's another country like that and that's why i love being here it's why i want to be here for the rest of my life because there's so much opportunity here to start a business whatever that business is if you work hard yeah uh i you know and there's there's many stories like yours and myself that you know people come here from other countries they might come for university they might come for whatever they work here their family's here anything like that if they work hard they can start a business yeah and I just like, I think, you know, people here who grow up here, they need to be told that because they don't realize how good it is here compared to growing up in the UK with, you know, entrepreneurial culture isn't very big in the UK or growing up in Mexico where, like you said, you had one phone, you know, like all these little things. Yeah. Now, when you wake up in the morning, like there's opportunity everywhere. I mean, there is. You I know? Mean, yeah. I mean, I think I was 14 when I realized, like, kind of... The opportunities and you know the it was a privilege for me uh -huh. to be here you know what i mean yeah so yeah. i mean whenever i came here i whenever i mean my dad was i already had pretty much my uh my green card uh -huh. i was a resident since i was like six sure um but my dad was trying to get me to come over here when i was younger but i i didn't i only saw my dad like three times he left me with my grandmother when i was like two and a half yeah, and then, of course I came uh, with him when I was almost nine. Yeah, so he said he only came to see me like three times in that span. So when your dad left you with you, Graham, was that to just come to America for to build a better life, to bring you guys out in the future, to make more money? Like why? That for him? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was the culture back then, kind of like sure. um, um, which a lot of my older cousins that were um, my dad, uh, which are actually my dad's nephews, but mm -hmm. they're pretty much the same age because yeah, yeah, my yeah. grandmother had 12 kids. Sure. So a lot of them are, um, but yeah, the culture, you know, definitely was, you know, for the dad to come over here mm -hmm. and then just kind of send money back, yeah. you know what I mean, to help support the family. My mother was always around, but she will go between um, my grandmother and my other grandmother's house, her mom's, she mm -hmm. would just, you know, stayed a couple of days here and there. But yeah. I mean, I never felt the need that I, like, I was without a mom, but my, sure. my grandmother was just, the nurturer, you know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. I don't know the, uh, yeah. So she, just the center of the family, the yeah, kept of, everybody. of the whole family. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that was just pretty much more of the culture. Sure. I think. Yeah. You know. So, so when you leave school, you go to work with dad. Um, how long? And do you get your own job after that? You know, when you start with um, dad, you get bored and you're like, hang on a second, I, I can do some other stuff myself. Like, what happens then? At that time, whenever, let's see, I think. Uh, Garner's, McCollum brother Garner. Yeah, um, he uh, passed away, I think, early, mid last year. Okay. But um, 
he ended up moving out of state and mm-hmm. he left the the company to my dad to run here mm-hmm. and my dad after a while he basically he figured out i mean he was running the company so he figured out oh, i can just do this on my own right. so eventually he ended up buying all the equipment from uh, brother garner mm-hmm. and then just uh starting out his own company me and my dad are a lot alike so pretty uh stubborn yeah and uh, my dad's very old-fashioned so i'm i'm more like um i like my dad is like it's my way or the highway. I'm yeah. like, there's other ways to go around things right. easier, maybe. But my dad, you know, he's when I, and I respect like, that. About I can him. do this. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I don't need I mean, anybody's and, help. Let yeah, me do it myself. And, and yeah. So I mean, overall, for our relationship at the time, it was better for me to just get another <laughs> job once once he started yeah. his own company. Because at that time, you know, uh, Brother Garner was my boss, so yeah. I was like, okay, my dad was basically like my supervisor. So right. I mean, you know. So, but after my dad had full control, I was like, this ain't going to work. This is going to work. So we ended up basically, yeah. I ended up getting a job at a, uh, at a cabinet shop mm-hmm. and, um, and I ended up uh, working there for almost eight years. Um, I definitely learned a lot there. Yeah. I didn't know, like, um, when I first started working, um, when I was like 10 years old, um, I used to, brother Garner used to just pay me, um, $5 a day. Wow. And that was it. And yeah. I mean, I just went to work for my dad and I worked, uh, you know. Yeah. And then the next summer, uh, I ended up getting like um, $10 a day. And I ended up working myself up to $15 a day. Yeah. And I was working, getting up in the morning, right. being at work by 8 and coming home by 5. So, I mean, yeah. I was working all day with my dad. And so, but I mean, sure, I didn't know, like, I didn't do anything physical really when I was in Mexico with gotcha. my grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother yeah, yeah. Did, did not allow us to go help my grandpa work. Okay, I guess she was that was he did, he couldn't discipline us, he couldn't do anything. So, yeah. I mean, we she just let us, you know, we were pretty much just kids. That's so cool that she basically just protected your childhood, right? And said, I You mean, are going to be kids until yeah. you have to. I but think you're gonna she be couldn't kids. provide that for her own children and yeah. she, her grandchildren, basically. She was just. That's really special. So a totally different person, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, but yeah, and then I don't know if I was 14, maybe 15. uh, One of my friends had a a lawn, he started up a lawn business. And then uh, he he told me he wanted me to go work for him for the summer. Mm -hmm. And then school just ended. And then my dad is like, are you coming to work? And I was like, no, you tell Brother Garner that I'm not going to come to work. I got a job offer for $6 an hour. Yeah. And I'm working for him for $15 a day. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, all right, I'll tell him. And then he came back later that afternoon after work. He's like, he said, uh, he's like, if you come to work with us again, he'll pay you $8 an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like this whole time? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but it did definitely taught me, you know, just, yeah. you know. To work hard regardless, you know, of the what. value and what you're getting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, you know, so, I mean, it, you know, it taught me a lot. Sure. So, to me, it's just, you know, um, but I always kind of had this mentality of, like, I wasn't good enough type of. Yeah. My dad's very, like, um, if you do something, he follows up with what you could have done better. It was gotcha. never a good job. Uh, he's told me at that, he tells me now more right. now, but as an adult. But growing up, he basically, uh, he only told me once that, you know, I did a good job and that he was proud of me. And yeah. that is because I heard my stepmom overheard her say, you need to tell him that you did a good job and that you're proud of him. So I think, and I understand probably my dad never heard that on his own, you know, For growing sure. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm very like, I try to, uh, 
understand people and how yeah, yeah. one makes them who they are and what they do and you know what I mean so you know so to me it's, but at the same time I was a kid growing up and sure you know you've learned so many lessons from him by being the way he was rather than him sugarcoating everything and say yeah. you're doing great where you're really yeah. not right yeah but like, I mean definitely I learned a lot but at the same time my self-confidence was yeah just when I started the cabinet uh, shop when I started working there I was just always um, just I was very observant of people so I was mm -hmm. always just observing what are they doing and if I knew what they were supposed to do what what why they sure. wouldn't why you know well things that I could do that they're not doing or sometimes I would just be like if they just did this little bitty thing it would make a whole thing you know yeah. a whole lot different just a little bit better so I was always that person that did just the little extra steps mm -hmm. that in people's eyes look to be a huge improvement sure and i'm like but, yeah but to you it's li really nothing yeah. but it's like like you said little things they all add up right yeah, and it makes someone's life much easier with little things and then uh you know eventually just you know i thought i wasn't you know working hard enough i was just always doing more and more and more and more yeah. and then i got i don't i think i started at seven dollars an hour and then within like you know um two weeks I got 750 and I think I got three raises within a year oh. and then so I mean ultimately like I mean that was um, you know I still up until like I later on in years I didn't realize my worth as mm -hmm. far as like my what yeah. I can offer or bring to the table when it comes to a company yeah. you know it was always people telling me you're doing a good job but I just didn't like it didn't really connect with me and understand why yeah right? I mean, just because it probably felt normal to you to do like just yeah. oh, if I'm gonna do this it makes so much sense yeah. like it makes my job easier if I do a little bit of thing yeah and then you realize that it's affecting others people's jobs and they're like realizing it that oh one's doing awesome things over there that's making my life easier even though he's not being asked to do it or he's not being paid extra to do it and effectively over time then you get raises and you become a valued employee don't you i was always kind of like the person i've always been one to um and i so at my job if i was to, i would just kind of observe if they told me like this is your job you're just supposed to do this mm. and then if i'm handing my work off to someone else I always think about that person. If I just did this a little bit different, would that help him yeah. to do his job better? And I kind of carry that throughout my life, and I always felt like it's come back mm -hmm. to help me out. Yeah. So sure. that person is grateful because you did something, you know what I mean? Or they might ask you, hey, you don't have to do this, but can mm -hmm. you do this? It might make it no problem. Yeah. If I can do it, I will do it. And then there's been times where I, I've, I've been in a bind or I've been, you know, need of help and they're there to help me because you know I yeah, created yeah, yeah. this kind of relationship and I you know I think through my life I've created relationships that way to where mm -hmm. if I'm able to help someone else just to make their job easier or whatever then yeah. there's ever a time in need for me like there's you know I've always had people or when it comes to job you know basically opportunities mm -hmm. you know my name gets mentioned or whatever the case yeah, so yeah. you know I don't do that on purpose I just think I don't know it's just kind of instilled in you, right? That's yeah. just your product, your upbringing, and the people that you're around, and you know the brother Gardner or, or or your dad, and just others and grandma. Like it all comes to just like all these little life lessons of adding value, which yeah. is which my, is really awesome. Yeah, my dad was very like, um, you know, basically, I want you to know what I'm about to do next. Mm -hmm. I said, don't wait for me to tell you. I don't want to ask you. I said, you just better watch me all the time. You better be ready. Yeah. And I was always like, 
okay and i was always watching his movements yeah and i'm like okay he's there okay he's about to do this okay so i better have this ready and that was my relationship with my dad you know yeah and i was once i got older i was kind of like probably more defiant with him I was like dude just relax you know what i mean like yeah but he was you know so so you're doing all this work you know you you were at the cabinet company for for eight years and and climbing the ladder um are you working out at this time? Like, where does like fitness add into everything that that you're doing, and and then an apparel line that comes with it? Um, I was always, I didn't really like start working out until like I was like 14, which is just doing push-ups and sure. sit-ups when I was at home. It was my uh, when I was 17, my parents got me a gym membership. Yeah, but ultimately, like I was, I've kind of dealt with depression and anxiety since I was a younger kid so Mm -hmm. that was like my you know my therapy yeah so um it wasn't until basically once I was at the cabinet shop um I just kind of wanted to build my own kind of furniture I just wanted to build things and then I ended up going to um like I think it was a three-month class for joinery school to Mm -hmm. learn how to join different you know different ways to join wood together whatever yeah so i ended up doing kind of furniture on the side my goal at that time was actually to kind of um kind of design my own kitchens and my own furniture so i did furniture that i wanted to then i just sold it on the market or whatever yeah and then um at the time um me and my ex-wife we had it we had a kid uh his name's kingston he's 13 years old now but she wanted to be a, a stay-at-home mom and uh wanted to have another child so I pretty much, I wasn't, I love what I was doing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough to be able to afford that. Sure. Because we were both working, you know, to support, you know, each other and, yeah, and, yeah. and our son. And so I pretty much ended up, um, one of the um, the church members where I went to church uh, at the time, uh, well, when I was younger, he worked in the oil field. He was a manager of an inspection company. And so... He heard that I was looking for a job, and he gave me a call, and um, and so basically he offered me a job, and mm-hmm. I started. I think I started there like making twelve dollars an hour, yeah, and um, which is actually what I left working for at at the cabinet shop, and then at that time, um, so I pretty much I was working in my interview that just basically told me like you you don't have any days off you're on call 24 7 yeah i mean we'll schedule some days off but it doesn't mean that you'll be off and i if you tell me up front like the worst thing to expect then i at that at that time you know i'll make a decision whether that's something that i want to do or not right and then, yeah so i was like yeah i'm game so and so yeah i was working a lot and me and my uh within that i think i started that job 2011 mm-hmm. in march but me and my ex-wife we ended up going through a separation at the uh at the end of the year by december mm-hmm. um i was working a lot um basically never really I, I would go three weeks four weeks five weeks without a day off yeah, yeah. i mean i was you know one you can have this weekend off but then i would just get a call and i was just You're that gone. guy yeah 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 and, definitely my manager at the time he knew how i was so i'm not gonna say he took advantage of that but he did he He knew knew you were reliable and you could if he wanted someone he'd call you first and that's 
and yeah. he knew that I was that guy. Yeah. And, but ultimately, it paid off for me down the road. Sure. Because I created a name for myself. Um, but uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, um, but me and my ex, we got we got together re- really young, mm-hmm. out of high school. You know, so it just. But we ended up getting a divorce, and um, so I was pretty much. Uh, I'm. I have like primary custody of my son, mm-hmm. but so I was. That was definitely a. You know, a struggle yeah. at that time to raising him by myself, and I was single for about two years, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, me and uh, my wife, um, Brooke, that I'm with mm-hmm. right now, and um, she um, definitely. Uh, I don't know. She definitely has changed my life in a lot of ways. So, yeah. um, so, I'll, I've been in the old field for about ten years. Um, at the time, whenever the, um, um, basically, the brand kind of came along, mm-hmm. um, I've always had like moments throughout my life where I hit kind of a, like a depressed state. Sure. And you know, going to the gym or even going to counseling that you know, some it just helps me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the time, whenever I was, uh, I was working, uh, anywhere from 75 to 95 hours a week wow. and I was pretty busy making good money, but no was, time for anything. Else. I was just working yeah. for them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a lot of overtime and, and I only had, uh, you know, four days out of, off, um, throughout the month mm. and my wife, she would definitely like, she's a planner. So she would plan my whole weekend already you know what yeah. i mean so ultimately i told her like at least saturday you can book it up by sunday yeah. i just got like i just i just want to wind down but ultimately like i just got into a very uh depressed state for about eight months and i didn't really know how what to do about it i didn't mm-hmm. know how to shake it off and i just felt like i just i, I knew i needed to do something for myself yeah and i didn't really know what that was but i was just like and because when I was younger, I used to draw. I picked up photography when I was like 17, and I did photography as a hobby for mm-hmm. myself until I was about 21, 22. Yeah. And then, so, and then, of course, you know, I built my own furniture. So I always had this kind of like, you know. Release, right? Yeah, Something just creative, yeah. kinda, kind of escape. And yeah. then I wanted to, a clothing brand was like, I just wanted to do a clothing brand for like three years prior to that. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I remember <clears throat> I used, you know, I was praying a lot at that time and just trying to figure out, and I felt like God wanted me to um, just do something to kind of give back, and I didn't know what that was. Mm. And I didn't realize that that's what I was doing until like probably a year or so down the road whenever I actually started Limitless. Yeah. Um, so um, I remember I was talking to my wife, um, Telling her that I wanted to do this, I feel like I need, you know, any, you know, creative escape. I just, you know, I basically, you know, I'm just, I'm working a lot, but for someone else, and I'm not, you know, giving myself anything. Yeah. And she was, um, she just finished. I think she just graduated. Um, she went to occupational therapy, mm-hmm. and she just graduated uh, that December, and then of. 17 I, th- I believe so I was talking to her that I wanted to do a brand and at that time she was like okay you know I don't you know she didn't really realize right. you know all she knows when I met her I was just working all the time and so I just kind of started the you know just 
started the process as far as like just drawing a logo and just kind of like trying to figure mm-hmm. out a name and all this and that, but nothing like too serious. And then my wife wanted to be a kind of a stay-at-home mom um, for a little, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. we had our, our, I think we had Zane at the time. Yeah. And then, um, um, so I just didn't know. I knew that I would have to kind of slow down in the old field for me to do anything for myself. Sure. And then I remember, like, she was basically saw when she says, well, you know, right now, like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom or this and that. That means, I'm, you know, i got to continue working, you know, to provide for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think she saw that I was kind of like that. It kind of affected me because I'm thinking, like, okay, we're planning on having two kids. Yeah. You know, she probably won't go back you know, start her career until, you know, at least the little one is like three years old. Yeah, so I'm yeah. looking another five years plus, who knows yeah. that I'm like, but I, I just knew that I needed something, you know, just, you know, and then, and then she's like, you know what, like, let's just, let's just do it. And then we really didn't have like, um, you know, the extra money to really do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, she, uh, she said, I got a $1,200 credit card that I paid off and then we'll just use that. And then, so when it came to the name, um, you know, I just, I, I had a, by six or seven names that I, you know, mm-hmm. trying to pick from. Yeah. But then ultimately, like, I was just like, you know, where am I at with this, within this process? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though, you know, I was way older, I still had that insecurity if I was good enough type of thing. Sure. So a lot of fear came into me as like, am I too old to just completely just start something new? And and I didn't want to do it like just completely like just quit my job type of thing as just something on the side for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more like an escape at that. At that right. At that. It's just a hobby that makes you money. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, we're, honestly, it wasn't even about the money. It's just, mm. I just needed just to do something that I enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah. And so I basically, you know, I wanted to, she, I ended up quitting my job um, because that added to a lot of where I was, you know, where I was kind of unhappy where I was at. Um, And I took about, um, at that time, about it, over a $30,000 pay cut. and then, um, so I had a little bit more time to do the brand and I started with the, with the, the logo, um, and where the name came from. Um, I remember more than anything, just, I knew that I would regret not doing something that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that if, if something that I want to do in life and if it doesn't go away, I just like it just it's like an itch that you just yeah. have to scratch yeah, yeah. and and I just knew that eventually that I would regret it not doing it because it was just it was following me around for three years right and so um and then I saw this quote uh, you know once you become fearless life becomes limitless and that just spoke to me I was mm-hmm. like I you know basically because I was afraid of putting my family in debt you know quitting my job um because Ultimately, I wanted to quit my job just because I just wanted to. I needed yeah. it. I just, that was too much, you know. Yeah. I, I was just tired of basically working my life away and not spending any time with my family and my mm-hmm. kids and my wife. And, you know, so a lot of factors came into that. Yeah. And then I wanted to do something for myself. And then so, um, so I pretty much, that's, that quote just kind of spoke to me. And I just, 
that's why pretty much you yeah. know, limitless came from i just applied that to myself yeah i was like i'm just gonna go for it i came you know i throughout the whole process i mean especially in the beginning it's like i was still insecure i was still nervous i didn't know like if this was gonna work or not right but the biggest thing that kind of drove me was like i just didn't want to regret it not yeah. just doing something that i wanted to do right and i didn't really like even my wife asked me like you know, what are your basically, what do you want to get from this? And I said, what do you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And I was, I told her, I was like, honestly, if I can just, you know, create a message and inspire people that the way the brain is inspiring me to do something out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. zone, and yeah. just do something completely different. And, you know, and if, if we just break even, if, as long as I'm enjoying the process and if I just break even and I don't put us in debt or anything like that and if I go to the gym one day and I see my shirt I made it yeah I mean that's all I want it's worth it and I mean this honestly that's that was it yeah and so and I think we started uh, so I had all I had was a logo and then I ended up finding uh, a model all I had at the, at the time was just t-shirts uh, just with my logo mm-hmm. and um Travel, one of my ambassadors, I just saw him. Um, I used to follow basically like a lot of the gyms and stuff. So I knew that he was kind of into fitness. Mm-hmm. And so I just messaged him and told him I wanted to start a brand. Um, I just, I said, all I have is a logo and I wanted to do, you know, would you be available to do a photo shoot? And he's like, yeah. And so that's kind of how I started. Yeah. And I, I started on Instagram. I wasn't on Instagram. Um, and then my goal was just to kind of put it on social media and just kind of see how it went. And yeah. then I kind of built it up just doing photography, um, just doing pictures and, and just put them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we started in July of 18. And then by December, that's when we kind of launched the website. Yeah. And it came to a point to where um, by that time, when I was doing all the, you know, all the photo shoots, it was it was a lot of summer stuff. Yeah. So I knew my challenge, but when it came December, all I had was like, you know, uh, tanks, t-shirts, sure. and crop tops, and th- that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. And I was no, like, hoodies, I am, pants, or whatever. This. Yeah. Yeah. And this in December. Yeah. And, but I remember um, when I we finally got the website together and we um, did a release. Um, pretty much, we sold one shirt. Yeah. And, you know, I had a lot of messages like, you know, whenever you get it up and running, like, you know, can you start the website? I want to order on this and that. So I saved some more money, got everything, you know, to get to that point. And then, yeah, I just I remember feeling and I was talking to my wife. I was like, I feel like I failed. Like, like I only sold one shirt. Yeah. And and so. um, But then I just remember like all that time and that I already put into it, the money that, you know what I mean, that I that went into it. And I just kind of, I did have like a moment, I'm like, you know, is this something that I was really supposed to do? Yeah. And, but then I've always played it safe growing mm-hmm. up. I was like, if, if it's meant to be, God would just open right. the door for me. Take and, care of me. And, and yeah. basically, and like, you know, if it's not, then I always kind of veered away yeah. from it and went a different direction. I was always that guy. But in that moment, I did something completely different than, you know, mm-hmm. at that time I'm like, yeah, I spent money that I didn't really have to start the brand, but at the same time, in that moment, I was like, I did feel like I failed. You know, I sold one shirt, right. and I was like, and I was like, I, you know, 
I'm just, I spend too much time, spend too much money on this. I, you know, that just means I'm going to have to work harder. Yeah. And I just chose to go a different route than I normally would, would just be like, this is just not meant to be. Yeah. And I just, and then within the next day and, you know, a week, or, like it just, the sales started coming in. All those people that messaged me started just, you know, yeah. like the first, you know, you know, you see on TV or whatever, like on, you know, Instagram or Facebook, whatever, yeah. when, you know, everybody has their launch and everybody orders a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and, and you that get that bing, 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 the orders the, are coming in. I mean, yeah. it wasn't the case for me at all. Right. You know what I mean? But it did taught me, I'm glad it happened to where I only sold one shirt. Yeah. Because it taught me like my natural, you know, right. the way that I am is like, it's not meant to be sure. type of thing. But yeah. at that moment I chose like, you know what, I, you know, that means I'm just going to, I want it bad enough, so I'm just going to have to make yeah. sure that, you know, it's, a, it, it's you know, right. it's successful. Sure. If, you know what I mean? So, so so you took all the photos as well? Is that you do all the photography? No. Um, in the that, beginning, did you do the photography, or do you always get other people in? Uh, so far, I've always gotten other okay. people. Uh, whenever I quit photography is right before, uh, like, basically... You know the digital. I did. Got film. you. Okay. Yeah. And I was actually sense. really turned off by it. I, was, I, I got <laughs> in my head like I don't even want like I, I, yeah. I thought I was like I was the type of guy to where at that time where I was like you know they're just cheating they're yeah. editing all this okay. and that like you know it's it takes a lot of time to get the perfect you right. know lighting Composure and all, and you know, all the rest you, of it, you know yeah. because you know that's a talent of itself. Yeah. But then overall, I mean, you know, all this took over. Sure. And so, but at the same time, now I mean. I still have a, a love for like videography and photography yeah. and I have a lot of respect for it. It yeah. takes a special type of talent and a gift to mm -hmm. even to edit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I love definitely behind the scenes and all this and that. I, one of my goals is to definitely do this on my own again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At least, you know, just yeah. cause I, I now seeing other people do it. You know what I mean? I'm so close to it and sure. you know, and helping me with the brand, you know, I just, I, it's like I have another itch to where like, okay, yeah, yeah. this is something that, I, you know, I want to do. Get your creative juices yeah. flowing again. So by just taking to photos. add to the brand it's, itself. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and I mean, when you look at the Instagram and for everyone listening, I'll put the link down in the description below, but it's at limitless.apparel.co. You can go to that and see the amazing photographers that are taking awesome photos of the guys and the girls that you have modeling for you. Um, tell me about, you know, like, what it's been like launching a clothing brand using social media, right? Using Instagram and getting it out there through that and the tool, using Instagram as a tool to sell. What's that been like? Um, a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not, I mean, it's definitely not easy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, you gotta get very comfortable with setbacks. And I've gotten very comfortable with setbacks. Um, I'm the type of guy that takes a step back and takes two steps forward. Mm -hmm. um, so that's ultimately like how I, you know, got to this point. Um, I'm still everything like I googled how pretty much how to start a brand. Like basically, mm -hmm. I just, you know, yeah. I, as far as like the social media part, I mean. <sighs> I, I I really don't really have the answer. I mean, the way that I did it, it was just mainly more of, you know, involving, you know, just the community. Sure. Like, you focused I, on, like, a brand ambassadors and yeah. people have, have, I hate the word influencers, but people who work out in the gyms that have a good following and stuff like that. Um, it's And even the following it doesn't really, yeah. followers don't mean, I don't want to cuss, but. No, I, I get you. It doesn't, it's not. 
There's not everything. It's not everything. It's the person too. It's it's I, I look a very more of the type of person you are. Gotcha. For like when I when we like um, when and a lot of the times it's just people that I ask for a photo shoot and they continue to support us and mm-hmm. then eventually become our ambassador. Yeah. But I mean it's very more just the type of person you are. I mean gotcha. I got some ambassadors that might have a couple hundred versus you know. 20,000, you know, who knows? And, you know, a lot of people support them as Mm -hmm. far as like using their code. It's, to me, it's just mainly more. Yeah. And I mean, even for us, like some ambassadors may not, you know, they meet all the requirements and they may not even get a sale, but it's like, I mean, it's like, it's a family for me. Sure. Like I wouldn't be where I was, where I am now if it wasn't for my ambassadors. I'm very grateful for them. Because ultimately like that's, they, they are, the face of limitless sure like nobody really knows you know what i mean i don't put myself out there i don't i didn't do this for yeah. look at me type of thing you know what i mean i didn't do this for any type of hyper right i just i did it because i felt like i needed to do something for myself and there was mainly more on behind the scenes that you know yeah the creative part about it yeah but i mean i'm very definitely like even if you just bought one shirt you know what i mean and my ambassadors that's at this point mm-hmm. that's got to where you know where yeah. we are right now well and i guess it goes back to the message right like when you get that quote you know and you talk about your insecurities your anxieties your depression and helping people go through that by fit by going through fitness or i mean any aspect of fitness right yeah. you've got guys who guys and girls who do crossfit do everything competitive weightlifting whatever it is it's all around fitness but you know i'm sure like you said the community it's a bigger message, isn't it? It's not like, oh, look at this awesome power we have. When you look at the message of the, the business and the brand, it, it, it goes to, and that, what you said about not making, you know, as long as you break even, right? It's not about that. I love that. I think it's really cool because there's a lot of brands who start and they're like, I'm going to start a brand because I'm going to make a ton of money out of it. And the market's great and the margins are awesome and the profit margin, whatever. And some of them might not succeed because they don't, they get to that point where you said, you know, I only sold, sold one shirt and they give up, you yeah. know? They're like, oh, oh, it's not meant to be or whatever, and they give up. Well, you remembered your mission and why you do this because personally to you, it means a lot more by doing this than it does not doing it. Yeah. And you get to where you are today and the, the company just, you know, pretty accurate, continues like that, to grow, what right? You just said, it was, it's awesome. I was more scared not to do it, like yeah. to keep going than it was just to quit at that moment because I knew what I needed. I didn't know exactly, but I knew that I needed something yeah. and... I knew, like, from when I first started the photo shoot, like, in July, and then we launched the website, you know, mm-hmm. basically in December, just the difference in, in me and how I felt and just, you know, I enjoyed it and yeah. just it was an escape for me. So it's like I was I was afraid to, after one sh- shirt, you're like, that means I quit and I go back to my depressed, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I was just like, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to let that go. And I'm like, then I'm, you know, I just, like, I can't stop. I, yeah. You know, I mean, that completely changed the way I Everything that I, I became, I'm, you know, to me, like the name and the, especially that quote, mm-hmm. I applied to myself, you know, on a daily. I am not that quote. Yeah. I didn't start out to be that, you know, what the brand stands behind. Mm-hmm. Like I still struggle with things, but because I do own like a clothing brand now and it's like, I'm kind of like, I kind of. I have to keep it going so it's, I, there's different things that come as the brain grows that I've never yeah. done before but I'm just a lot of times I'm just like my the fear and things are just it's 
I, it's rare that if yeah. I have any fear about things or if I don't know anything, I'll just figure it out. Yeah. You know, n- nothing ever, nothing really ever goes right with this clothing brand. Sure. But at the same time, that's kind of a normal to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, photo shoots or launches or anything. Like, But at the same time, when I look at, you know, like our Instagram, I'm like, no one really will just by scrolling down, yeah. you know what I mean, that they're going to notice that all... Yeah, the work and everything that doesn't go right. Right. They but don't know. We're, even yeah. in the midst of all that, we're still able to create something mm-hmm. that, you know, that, you know, it's, yeah, that take that message for themselves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter if it's about fitness or not. To me, it's really not about the fitness part. Like, yeah, the, the message is just about my life and the way just, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, that I apply to myself yeah. just in an everyday life. Uh, what's been some of the like biggest lessons that you've learned then mentioning what you just said, you know, people behind the scenes, they scroll down Instagram, they don't see the, the you know, the, the ups and downs. What's been some of the biggest lessons that, that you've learned by doing this process? Uh, the biggest lessons, um, I think to me, just being, you're going to get rejection. And I think that's one of the biggest fears that I had. But overall, is one of the things that I'm probably the most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing ever is really, you know, it's going to go right. Yeah. I think that's a another lesson to just kind of learn to stay calm and work around there and around that, and just kind of just the job still has to be done. Yeah. And you still so that's another lesson for me that what I've learned is just kind of be you know what you plan, how things, to, you know, you want to, especially when I get, you know, with a photographer or videographer and mm-hmm. you might come up with an idea together and then you're just, you know, if it doesn't go as planned, but I just, you know, yeah. I just, you know, just to be patient. And overall for me is, I, I think the one thing that I take the most out of it for myself is just knowing that I, I'm, hopefully I'm putting this, you know, type of mentality to someone else. Um, I think, I don't know, there's there's a lot of lessons that I've learned. Yeah. Um, and I don't really want to give everything away, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. Just, just because, I mean, there's other brands. I mean, I don't know, I just, I don't like telling yeah. too much. I, I think the main thing, just listening to what you said, the main thing, and, and, and when we look back, right, it comes from, you know, all the lessons you've had from granddad, uh, grandmother, from dad, you know, all these lessons that you've had in your life comes to this, right? And it goes back to hard work and not giving up, uh, which is awesome. Uh, you know, and just like, if you want to do this, you can do it. Just work at it, you know, go through the setbacks, learn from your mistakes uh, and just build a good team, build a good community that, that you know, is passionate about, you know, the brand, what it stands for. Uh, and I, I mean, it's great to hear that. Um, how if if someone's listening to this and they're like they love fitness right and they have a bit of a following or they don't have a following but they love the mission how how can they be an ambassador like how how does that work out as well as far as the way we choose our ambassadors mm-hmm. um i think like i said earlier normally is if you know they've been in one of our photo shoots honestly is just i don't really want Necessarily, okay. So I still work in the oil field. Mm-hmm. I still work throughout the week. Um, so my wife, um, she's got a, like a part-time job because I mean, 
I'm from when I first quit my job to now, like uh-huh. last year and COVID affected a lot when the oil field course, just slowed yeah, down. Yeah. I mean, I made $50,000 less than what I've, you know, made. Yeah. I made last year, as far as my personal job, sure. um, you know, what I made pretty much my first year in the oil field 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And I've always, I made, I've made good money, but I've always lived within my means to where, I've always knew where the oil field goes up and yeah, down. So I always yeah. prepare myself of course. in that sense. But I, at the same time, I mean, I still, my wife got a part-time job at nighttime. So like, you know, four times out of the week, three to four times out of mm-hmm. the week, she works at night. So I will, I still come home. I, as soon as I get home, she goes to work. I have, I, I got three boys, Yeah. Kingston 13, Zane four and Cade, he's one. So I'm like in mom, dad you mode. You are dad mode, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, put the, she doesn't get home to about 10, 11.30 sometimes. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then, if you pay attention, you know, to when I post something, like the post that I just posted uh, last night, I think it was one or two o'clock in the morning. Is yeah. you know, it's in my free time whenever. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, you know, I'm very, very grateful for all my ambassadors, and they they don't have to like. I just to me how we how I choose the ambassadors is as a lot of basically people that just support the brand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people that actually. You know that that you can tell that the message you know does something for them. Yeah. So, because ultimately, like I work, I still work very hard to support my family, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, all my free time is basically for my ambassadors and mm-hmm. for the brand. Yeah. So it's like I just there's we definitely get a lot of messages, you know, to be in a photo shoot to send me a free stuff so I can oh, help I'm you promote it. I'm and sure you get I mean, that, that and all that's all, the time. And that's all, like, that's great that you're right. like, you know, but, you know, but at the same time for me, it's just mainly more like, I want you to want to be part of this brand, not gotcha. just the material. Not send me free stuff yeah. and I'll post no, I mean, pictures. Like, I yeah. definitely like, does this, you know, I want you to be, you know, this message to do something for you. I want you to, you know, I want you to basically, you know, actually, like our clothing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uh, so, you know, that's just, it makes me, as I'm doing all this extra work, you know, all the mm-hmm. extra work outside of my normal life, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it just helps me to yeah. just keep moving myself because yeah. I know I'm doing it for a purpose mm-hmm. for my ambassadors right. and for the people. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. You you want people who are, who have, like, they're invested. They're invested in you. They're invested in the business because they love what it stands for, not people who are reaching out and they're like, hey, I, I mean, I quote, love your stuff, would love some free t-shirts and I'll post some things rather than, you know, you might never have heard that person before, right? And they might be, that might be one of 10 or 15 messages they have sent to apparel companies, right? And they're just trying to get some free stuff to look whatever. Um, but, you know, if you start with people who are already buying your stuff and then, you know, you just say, hey, you've been buying some cool stuff. Like, would you like to be in a photo shoot? Sure. Would you like a discount code? Sure. And then they post right affiliate links, and you post the discount code, and then they become an ambassador. Right. Which is much better, I think, as a business owner, because there's so many people out there want free stuff. Right. Generation now, we always want things for free, or we want things now, and like, well, what have you done to deserve that? What have you know? Having followers is great, but you know what makes you worth putting this t-shirt on? Like, what have you gone through and what, what do you stand for? I'm sure that's a hard thing for you to do, right? Because there's so many people probably coming and, to you and asking you And that. I don't really want to look at it as like, 
what have you done to deserve that? Yeah. For me, it's just mainly more like, you know, I still, I still don't take money from the brand. Gotcha. I, like last year, you know, we had a, you know, as we had a, like a downturn in the whole field, mm-hmm. like, you know, my hours got cut. I had to take a 15% pay cut. I mean, so to make up the difference, me and one of my coworkers, we would, you know, do Postmates together. Yeah. We would uh, go donate plasma just to make up. I would sell stuff on the market, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I I still grind and I still basically to support my family. Yeah. I started with $1,200. That $1,200 was gone with way before I even launched the website, like yeah. launched the re- or first release. Mm-hmm. So to me, is like I've... By April of 19, I got to a point it's like, I can't put any more money. I just can't afford it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had money that it, you know, the profit was like, I'm just going to, this is all I have. And I'm going to have to make this brand work off of that. Yeah. And that's it. But it forced me and it wasn't that much. So right. I was like, it just forced me to be more. Resourceful. That, but just more creative. Sure. You know, it's how to promote it, how to, you know, reach people in different ways or just overall, like, you know, I've, I've done things where I might take a $2,000 loss, you know, yeah. and I'll see that money back later. But I mean, short term, it's a hit, but in the long term. Yeah. But I mean, it it's, 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 it's one of those things to where, you know, it hasn't been, I never really like taking money from, I've always, I stopped putting my own money on, you know, you know, yeah. basically a couple months after we launched the website, but I got to, uh, I remember, so we had our five year anniversary, me and my wife in September mm. and, um, and my hours were already cut, my pay cut was cut. And so we really didn't have the extra money because I don't touch limitless. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I did, take $200 from Limitless the first time I've ever taken anything yeah. and it I ain't gonna lie it did feel kind of like like <laughs> I felt like I was you yeah. know taking you know right you know taking candy from a baby I, I literally did <laughs> I felt like I was taking away just some one of my kids was yeah. just like you know and but I knew you know my wife she helps me with like the website and uh, mm-hmm. filling orders and stuff like that while I'm at work like you know yeah. she'll run to the post office you know in the mornings or you know mm-hmm. when she's running errands and drop yeah. the orders out for me but overall, like in that time, I mean, like it definitely, but we needed it as, as far as where we were for our marriage and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, I don't, I don't take money from the brand because I knew where I started. Yeah. And like now, like, yeah, we're, you know, more profitable, you know, it's growing, mm-hmm. but that's another thing when it comes to the, you know, people that might want to become our ambassador is like, I, you know, I try to, as the brand grows, I put more into the brand. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, I was, you know, all I had money realistically from the time I did the first photo shoot to the time I did the website was just to do photo shoots. Yeah. I, that was it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I saved our money, started the, you know, so we, the website so we can do a release. And then as the money started coming in, I had to choose, do I come up with something new or do I come, you know, do I restock? You know what I mean? And that was yeah. my struggle. It was like always like pick and choose what what's more important at this time. And so now, you know, as we're growing, I, you know, I can, you know, 
do a new release you yeah. know now i can maybe do a girl and a guy's release at the same time yeah and i mean i can restock what you know maybe there's an event that i have to buy supplies to or whatever yeah. i can do that you know what i mean so now it, it comes to the point so like now i'm able to you know give my ambassadors more you know some free clothing for meeting their requirements mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, and yeah so i'm i'm growing it and growing it but i'm you know yeah as the brand grows more money needs to be put back into it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, that's why I don't like to take money away from it because I'm not, I'm not at that point to where it's, it's doing more for me, I guess, here mm-hmm. than it is like, it's not about the money for me. Yeah. And I take more of a, a pride, like enjoyment. Not, I don't even want to say pride, but just fulfillment. Sure. Of, you know, giving back. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to make sure, like, I'm doing more for my ambassadors because I'm very grateful for them. You know, bringing, working with new people. Yeah. You know, I love working for different photographers and videographers. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, I just, I just want. I don't know. I just want to create. That's really cool. So yeah, no, it is really cool. And I'm, to that point, where you talk about, you know, giving clothing to to your ambassadors to fit their needs. One of the things I saw, I went to shoot some photos of a CrossFit event in Tulsa last year and Sydney who's one of your uh, her entire her entire team was in Limitless Clothing yeah and yeah. one of the one of, a guy I was in college with Anderson who's a trainer at Coda he was on her team and I was chatting to him I was like dude this stuff's really cool like tell me about it and he's like oh Sydney's like Sydney's an ambassador for this company and that's one of one of the places I heard you know of the brand as well yeah so that's really neat to, to do that um Mate, I, I want to thank you for coming in. This has been a pleasure. Thanks for sharing your story. Uh, I know, like you just mentioned, you don't really, you know, put yourself out there on the social media, on the brand or whatever, but it means a lot for you to come in. Uh, hopefully people listen to this story, you know, love the background. It inspires someone to go start their own brand or reach out or get into fitness or, you know, if they're suffering from depression, reach out, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming in. And for everyone listening, I'll post all the links down to their website, social media. You can go check it out, Limitless Apparel. And um, yeah, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.